So I first had to notice the belief that I'm pushing into my shadow, this belief that I'm boring. <laughs> and two, the step, the next step is to actually work on completely accepting this part of myself. Hello and welcome to the Power Within Us podcast. I'm your host, Megan Bull. This podcast is all about connecting to the true power within us to own who we are, pursue our biggest dreams, and ultimately create a life of true freedom, authenticity, and alignment. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. I just want to drop in to say that I have one free 90-minute breakthrough session up for grabs. This is a great session to do a deep dive into an area of your life that you'd like to develop more confidence in. We may get to the root of any limiting beliefs or blocks that are holding you back from moving forward and feeling empowered and confident, and we'll create a plan going forward for you to step into the most confident version of yourself. I would love to support you. This session is tailored to what you need. DM me on Instagram at what's up, it's Megs to claim. I would love to see you there. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Power Within Us podcast. I have not been on here for a couple of weeks because since last week was Thanksgiving, I just decided to not post a podcast episode last week. So I am back again this week. And this episode is just going to be a very vulnerable episode about something that I'm moving through, have been moving through, and have healed a lot of throughout my life. But I wanted to come on here just to kind of share a little bit about me and kind of how I feel behind the scenes. Like I love teaching about mindset work and about limiting beliefs and overcoming fear and stopping people pleasing and all that stuff and just developing confidence, things that I'm so, so passionate about. And, um, but I, you know, of course, like all of us do, I still have my own shadows and my own fears and things that pop up. And I just, I really trust my ability to be able to move through them but I wanted to come on here to share a little bit um, something vulnerable. Just, And I think that this could probably help anyone that's listening. Um, so I'm going to share what one of my biggest shadows in life, how it's kind of stopped me from being my authentic self. And I'm really just going to share with you where it came from, how I'm healing it, and all of that stuff. I think hearing these stories is always really helpful because you can always apply these things to your own life. Like how I'm moving through this, you may be moving through the same shadow, or different shadows or fears or things that are holding you back in life. And I just know that, you know, sharing my story will help you as well. So I'm excited for this episode. So I've, I've been wanting to start these episodes a little bit more with just about me and what I've been doing over the past weeks and what I'm doing um, kind of just in my everyday life. You know, you know what I mean? Like kind of as an intro to the podcast before I just dive right into the, the topic. So as an insight into my week, what I've been up to this week, the past couple weeks have honestly been very triggering for me. There have been, there is one situation that just was so incredibly triggering for me and it really just brought me down for a couple of days. And this doesn't happen all of the time. This used to happen continually where I would just feel, I would get triggered and I would feel down for like weeks at a time. This time I was a little bit better, but it did, this 
thing did trigger me. It's still, it had to do with dating and it just brought up some old or really, really deep fears of unworthiness that I really had to work through. And I really worked to this week to see it as a gift instead of as something to be down about or be afraid of because whenever we're triggered by something or something really brings us down, that just means that this is showing us exactly where we still need to heal. So I've honestly been wanting to get to the root of this certain trigger that I've had in dating for a long time. Like I won't, I'm not going to share the entire story on here. Maybe sometime I will, but dating and relationships have always just brought a lot of triggers out for me. (laughs) And I've been wanting to get to the root of why or why sometimes I felt as if I couldn't be my full self in dating. And I've done so much healing around this and really am, have come so far, but every once in a while, like the fear still comes up and the fear that I can't be my full self and be loved for it. And so the specific situation really triggered that fear that I did something wrong or that I couldn't be my full self and be seen and be loved for it. But what that gave me is it gave me the such a good opportunity to look at exactly where in this specific situation I was rejecting myself or abandoning myself for fear that I needed to do that in order to be loved by somebody else. And that's so powerful because ultimately my mission, (laughs) my mission, my goal in life is to really accept and love 100% all parts of myself and love all parts of myself so that I can truly show up as my most authentic self in life. And, you know, when we do that, some people aren't going to like it and some people will love us for it. And the hard part is, you know, if you're a recovering people pleaser like me or you've had any sort of abandonment trauma, that can be, it can be very hard to just be ourselves in dating or relationships because we have such a deep fear of being abandoned or of being rejected. Like it feels so unsafe almost for that to happen. You know, this isn't the main topic of the episode, but I guess I'm diving into this a little bit deeper, but um, oh, dang it. Now I, now I forgot where I was going with that. Tri- let's see. There's triggers. I'm pr- like 99% I have ADHD and this happens to me a lot where I'll like get off on a tangent and then I kind of forget where I'm going. But anyway, I was I think I was just talking about being your most authentic self. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. And whenever we're triggered, it gives us such a good opportunity to look within and to heal. So I really have spent the last couple weeks just like being with myself, being with this trigger and really doing the deep inner work to figure out what parts of myself I was abandoning. And in this specific scenario, that was really big for me. There was like a certain part of myself that I felt like I showed to this other person that I felt like it would then make me unlovable or that it just felt very vulnerable and it's very hard when you're so self-aware too and that happens because consciously I don't believe that there are any parts of me that aren't lovable but there you know there are still some parts of me that I am working on integrating and on loving fully and that's okay (laughs) so you know I felt really triggered but I also tried to turn it into this beautiful process where 
I had to look within to validate myself and I had I it was like a gift from the universe showing me where I still needed to heal and so I really worked on just accepting and loving this part of myself and I felt really good and I just spent a lot of time pouring into myself and nurturing myself and the part of me that's afraid like I just imagined it was the little girl who felt like she was abandoned or she was being abandoned or that she wasn't worthy of love. I just imagined that girl and I would visualize myself giving this little girl the love that she needed, putting my hand over my heart and just visualizing me hugging myself essentially. And that is such a powerful thing that I never used to be able to do or I never used to be able to heal in that way. Like things like this or triggers like this would just completely derail me. And now I know that whenever I'm triggered, it's just a beautiful opportunity to heal, to look within and to validate and love myself. Because at the end of the day, that's what I needed to do. Because I was so badly wanted to be loved by this other person. But really, I was just being, a, I was just abandoning myself. And so that's really the deep inner work. And that's like the essence of really what, I always want to share with you guys is that there's so much freedom in validating ourselves and like all of our success all of our healing so maybe not all but so much of it can be boiled down to needing to give ourselves the love that we're craving from other people or we're craving from success or money or whatever like I just think it's such a profound thing to be able to validate ourselves to love ourselves and to give ourselves the love that we feel like we're missing or we want from other people or we didn't get from our parents all of these things it's super super powerful i can't can't stress it enough so so anyway so that's been my week and i mean of course i've done some other things this week as well but that's been a theme of this week for sure and um, I have Thanksgiving with my family and this weekend I'm actually going to Disney World with my grandparents and one of my brothers. I actually have five siblings, four brothers and one sister, and one of my younger brothers is going to Disney with me and my grandparents, which I'm so excited about. My grandparents have taken us to Disney since we were really little, so I've probably been, I don't know, maybe seven to ten times, maybe probably closer to seven, but Disney's like such a huge nostalgic thing for me and my grandparents are getting older and maybe their last time, I really hope not, but I'm just so excited. There's something about Disney that's just so magical and probably just nostalgic because the first time I went, I was like a little baby, I think, Um, but I'm super, super stoked for that. Um, Okay, well with that, let's jump into this episode and sharing one of my biggest shadows I'm not sure what I'm going to title this episode yet, so if you're listening, you probably have already read the title and have a little bit of an idea of what I'm talking about. Or maybe not. (laughs) So my, there has been one theme in my life, like I have a lot of, like a few core limiting beliefs that I've picked up um, in life and they all kind of are interconnected, but the one that I've really been working through recently in realizing is the this idea or this belief that I need to prove myself to other people and like I've been noticing just in my life and I've actually have done so much healing around this and I um I use my voice so much more than I used to but of course there's still remnants of it and it gets triggered every once in a while this like fear of speaking my truth and really being seen and 
that stems from this idea that I really have to prove myself in order to be loved. And so I was realizing the other day, just in certain situations, that I always felt like I needed to talk louder in order to be heard or seen. Or I felt like I've always felt like I needed to say something or be more interesting in order to be loved. And my biggest, biggest, biggest fear, um, I mean, I have some other big fears, but this one probably is one of the ones that pops up the most in my life. The biggest fear that I have is being boring. And at the core of that, I'm afraid of being boring because I'm afraid that if I'm boring, people won't listen to me, they won't see me, they won't love me, and they will abandon me, and I will be left, and I will be alone. <laughs> it sounds really drastic, but and I, but that's essentially the subconscious thing that is looping. Like, this has controlled my life for so long, and not so much anymore because I have done so much healing around it, but it still pops up and something that I'm really, really wanting to work, really focus on working toward, working and uncovering or unpacking more. And I just figured I'd unpack it with you. I was talking to my coach today and kind of unpacked this more with her. And um, she was like, oh my gosh, you need to share this. And I was like, yeah, you're totally right. So thank you to my coach, Kristen, for encouraging me to share this because yeah, I think there's this fear too there's this fear about sharing so vulnerably, but um, I think it's so important also to share the authentic side of business and how I'm moving through things. So I have this deep fear, have had this deep fear of being boring and essentially being boring equals being abandoned, being left and not being lovable. And I think I know where this comes from so a lot of times when I have these shadows or these beliefs I know most of them come from childhood because our subconscious brain is really formed from the ages zero to seven and even more also seven to fourteen and um And so during these stages, we pick up all of these limiting beliefs and stories from our parents, our environment, the people around us about ourselves, our worthiness, our life, etc. And I've talked about this already in the past, so I'm sure you've heard about it. Um, But we all have these limiting beliefs that we picked up when we're kids that are often still running the show today. So I've really looked back at my past to where I developed this and... I am pretty sure that this belief first started when I was young with my mom. And I want to preface this by saying I love my mom and I'm not blaming my mom. This is just where my mom was at the time. And I think when we realize (laughs) that maybe some of our trauma comes from our parents, it's so important not to blame them because blame doesn't benefit us. It doesn't benefit them. I'm just aware that this is where it came from and I um, forgive my mom for not knowing any better because everyone's always doing the best they can with what they have and I truly think that that's the truth. So so anyway, I know it started with my mom. So my mom was relatively emotionally unavailable and I think even she would probably tell you that. 
she's relatively emotionally unavailable and I when I was younger I know my parents were just going through a tough time and in high school when I was or my dad lost his job when I was 10 and it just took a huge toll on my parents marriage and I just remember them fighting all of the time and I've been hesitant to share this but I think it's important to share because it played a huge role in my life and I know that a lot of other people could relate to this as well. I love my parents and that's just where they were at the time and that's and that's just how it goes. But when I was younger, like really young, I don't remember when it started, but I remember in childhood that my mom, me and my mom never really had like a, a genuine connection. Like my mom was never that interested in getting to know me as a person. I don't remember her ever really like asking questions about me. She didn't really talk to me like I was a person. She didn't really, I mean, of course she like talked to me. She didn't like shove me to the side, but like most of our relationship was not, it was not like connecting on any sort of emotional level. I don't think she really asked me what I thought about things, how I felt about things. I just felt like she didn't really care to get to know me. And this is something I didn't even really realize until I was older, where I was like, oh, I don't think she really cared to get to know me. And a lot of times in order, you know, she didn't really care about what I had to say or about my things because she was so, I think she just had such a dysregulated nervous system and was so stuck in her own head. She just was unable to be present for me. And I just remember for most of my life, she was just she wasn't an emotionally present parent. We didn't connect on an emotional level. I didn't really feel emotionally supported, emotionally validated. She would often invalidate a lot of my feelings. And, you know, it just, I just never really felt heard or seen. And there's a lot of other things that went on to play that I don't know if I need to share. I think the key to know is just that I didn't feel heard, I didn't feel seen, I didn't feel validated, like my emotional needs were just not met. And I didn't really get a good model for how to process and feel emotions. Like emotions were, we buried them down, you stuffed them out down, or they just came out in anger or in fear. And like vulnerability was not a thing. Like vulnerable, be open about your emotions, that's weird. (laughs) And So when I was younger, I just developed this belief that in order to be heard or in order to be seen, I need to be, well, oftentimes, you know, when my parents were fighting, you know, I felt, didn't feel seen or I didn't feel safe. And I felt a lot of times like in order to actually be heard, like my mom was very preoccupied in order to be actually be heard by her or seen by her, it was often through having to yell because she yelled a lot. It was often having to yell, to make a scene, to do something wrong or to be an overachiever. Like it was just the only way to be seen was to like make a scene, if that makes sense, Um, to make a scene basically. And at the time I didn't consciously think that that's just what I learned that I can't be, like, if I was just, like, quietly my authentic self, like, I wouldn't be seen. Or my needs may not have been met. My emotional needs especially wouldn't have been met. And so, yeah, so I just learned all of this at a young young age. And, like, I, I learned that, like, maybe I wasn't really worthy of sharing my authentic self. Like, for a long time, I felt like I had no identity 
and I didn't know how to share my authentic self. And I think a lot of that comes from like my mom not really being interested in that part of me. And so I just, I never really, I felt like I just didn't develop this like sense of self. I mean, I did, I have, I do have a sense of self and I did have a sense of self, but like I didn't know how to share that with other people because it wasn't ever something that was like really prodded out of me. And my dad was, um, was a lot more emotionally available and emotionally present. Um, and so, you know, that helped too. And I have had, I have like an amazing sister who's like my best friend and I have very supportive grandparents and, you know, my mom met my needs in a lot of ways and she did do a lot of amazing things for me, but the emotional presence was not one of them. <laughs> Honestly, it was just not one of them. And it left me feeling just very unvalidated, unseen, maybe unworthy of genuine love in a lot of ways because there was a lot of other toxic things going on. You know, she would call me names or we would just always be yelling at each other or, you know, she would comment on different things that made me insecure to this day. And um, this is hard to share because I, you know, I love her, but she did impose a lot of those things on me that have been really hard for me nowadays and so for a long time it just I just didn't feel worthy of being my authentic self or being loved for my authentic self and not only that since I grew up in such a chaotic environment for so long I was like living in fight-or-flight mode like I just lived life always on the go always on the rush like running away from my feelings running with my emotions it was like it felt so uncomfortable for me to sit still literally just to sit still like right now I'm recording this episode, sitting at a desk, honestly, like four or five years ago, I could not have sit down at a desk for this long. Like I could do it in school, fine. But like if I was on my own, I always had to be out and about. I had to be going around and this manifested as like spending a lot of money or just like keeping really busy or over scheduling myself or getting drunk <laughs> or just being really defensive. Like, and that led to chronic overthinking, chronic stress, so many different things. And so healing my nervous system has been a huge thing too, but I'll share that in another episode. So anyway, this is where this fear came from of being boring (sighs) because being boring and just like feeling as if I need to prove myself to be seen and heard because I felt like as a little girl, I needed to prove myself to my mom to be seen by her, to be loved by her. And when we're young, all we want to do is be loved and accepted by our caretakers. And so this is the belief I took into my life. And I remember this belief really, I mean, I know it came out before, but really in high school, I remember like this fear being so evident. Like I was so afraid of not being interesting enough or not being cool enough. And at the time, I didn't really think about it that way. I just was like constantly trying to prove myself and wore a lot of makeup and you know dated a lot of guys a couple guys that like didn't really care about me I just didn't know how to love myself or to feel worthy of love and belonging and I just yeah I always felt like I had to prove something and so I just yeah I just and it's like this identity I took on this identity of like oh I'm someone that needs to be prove myself to people in order to be loved and I am not someone who just people just accept in love because of who I am. Like, I just, I always felt like I need to prove myself. And that is so, 
such a painful place to live in and I think a lot of people actually live in that place maybe without even realizing it and like all that I wanted for myself was to just feel at ease being my authentic self and to know that at a deep level that I was worthy of love and maybe you know four or five years ago I didn't really put it that way I just knew that I didn't feel like I was enough and I had no idea what anything else looked like so so over the years I've pushed I've I've just remember in all these social situations like I've hit I hit a lot of my I've had a hard time like making really deep connections I have made some really good deep connections and friends over the years of course but a lot of times um it's hard for it was hard for me to make deep connections or um like I didn't have a boyfriend from age 16 to 25 of last year and even this last relationship that I was in um it was a great relationship I guess no it wasn't we like (laughs) I mean we learned a lot from each other but we were definitely like trauma bonded and just triggered each other a lot but like dating has always been very hard for me I think for a lot of reasons also because my parents didn't have a great model for a relationship but I always felt just so unworthy of love or of connecting to people and I always felt like I had to hide certain parts of myself in order to be loved and this was such an unconscious thing but when you feel like you need to hide certain parts of yourself to be loved you put on this persona of people pleasing and of trying to get other people to like you but your true authentic self never really gets out so you never really let people actually see you because you're so afraid of being abandoned or being left or not being loved and I think that's very common but for years I just lived in that state of completely feeling like I was unworthy of love and so dating had always been and obviously still is something that I'm working through on receiving love and even in like certain in friendships it was hard for me to really make deep connections because I just felt like so many parts of myself were unworthy but this biggest the biggest shadow that I've had probably is this fear that I'm boring or I am not I need I'm not cool enough to like have you know to have these relationships and um, this is kind of a side tangent but my there are like the cert- certain people in high school I just remember that I felt like I had to fit in with and prove myself to a lot of so the people that like hurt me in high school or I felt like abandoned me friends relationships these are the people that for years like people that reminded me of the people in high school for years I would gravitate towards these people in my life the people who I knew like I don't know the who reminded me of these people from high school I would gravitate towards them because I felt like like at a subconscious level I wanted to prove my worth to them and to keep proving myself to these people that reminded me of the people that hurt me like I would go for the same kind of men or the same kind of friends and a lot of times these were emotionally unavailable men or just friends who weren't very good friends um but I felt at a subconscious level like I had to prove myself to these friends in order to in these relationships in order to make myself feel whole again when really I was just got really attuned to abandoning myself so there's this huge shadow of that I'm not cool enough that I need to be interesting and so I just felt for so long like I've needed to prove myself and it is just the most 
exhausting thing in the world. And so healing this has been a journey and I'm still working on really healing this at a deep level. But to think about where I used to be and where I am now, I mean, it's just a breadcrumb because <laughs> compared to how much it used to rule my life. Um, because now, even though sometimes I feel like I need to prove myself or I get in that mode, I always know that I can work through it and that I can go home and really be with myself and nurture myself and the part of me that was really afraid. Um, and that's really the best thing ever. Because before, when I would get really triggered by that, I just still felt this constant need to prove myself to other people. And if I wasn't accepted or someone didn't like me or they rejected me, I would just live in this constant state of fight or flight, like feeling, I can't even explain it, but like, it would be like a cloud over my brain. I could not think about anything else but the fact that I'd been rejected. Because when when we're young and we feel like we need to prove ourselves in order to be loved, or we develop this abandonment wound, our bodies start to believe that we are actually in danger when we're rejected. Like, because if you have to prove yourself to be loved by your caretakers when you're younger, you need your caretakers to survive. And so essentially our body, our bodies still think that we need to be loved or we need to prove ourselves. We need to be accepted in order to survive. So when we feel, re when we get rejected, if we have some of these wounds, it can literally feel like we're dying. So for years, Oh my God, it was so painful. And um, it was so painful. But also, you know, this is my soul's journey. These I've learned so much about myself in this short lifetime I've had already. And um, that's just, it's just, it's life sometimes. So, so how I'm healing this. So the first step to healing this is realizing what parts of myself that I am pushing into my shadow. So your shadow side essentially is these parts of yourself that you believe are unworthy of love or are fundamentally flawed. And you push them into the shadow, quote unquote, which is just all of these parts of yourself that you feel like you need to hide in order to be loved. So you do hide these parts of yourself in order to be loved. So and often the opposite of it comes out or it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So let me explain. So with this fear that I need to be more interesting or this fear about, or this fear about being boring, the shadow is that I'm boring or that I'm not interesting. This is the sides of myself that I'm, I'm rejecting. And in order to compensate for that shadow, I would try and speak louder or prove myself extra or try to be interesting which is exhausting. And often when we try really hard to prove ourselves, you know, other people can sense that energy or we're communicating that we believe that we're not worthy of love by just being because we're trying so hard to prove ourselves. And so inevitably, you know, people might start to pull away or just notice that, you know, we're this way. And this isn't because it's bad to prove ourselves. It oftentimes is because when we try to prove ourselves, it maybe communicates that we don't value ourselves and that that triggers the part in people that doesn't, they don't value themselves. So if you're trying to prove yourself to someone who doesn't value themselves, that might trigger them because they know that they feel that way and they don't want to like be around that energy. So I'm not saying that there's any part of that that's bad because it, 
no parts of you are unworthy of love. All parts of you are lovable and worthy of love and being accepted. But so I would go to the other end to try and prove myself and prove my worth in that, oh my gosh, it's just so exhausting. And okay, where was I going with that? Yeah. So anyway, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because then maybe people do back away a little bit. And then I, that belief is confirmed that I need to prove myself or I'm, I'm not interesting enough for people to stay, which is not true at all. But it's just the belief that I have that keeps getting reinforced. So I first had to notice the belief that I'm pushing into my shadow, this belief that I'm boring. <laughs> and two, the step, the next step is to actually work on completely accepting this part of myself because being boring or uninteresting isn't actually bad. (laughs) And that's also just the way that I'm labeling that part of myself. Boring, quote unquote, or uninteresting, quote unquote, could also just be like calm confidence or could just be like calm and at ease or it could just be introverted. And that's not bad. Like I use these shadow words, boring and uninteresting, Um, or my brain does because maybe societally people have been afraid of those things but boring isn't necessarily bad and there are people that like love that calm energy and they're made there so the funny thing is that I would always seek out people who maybe didn't see past my introvertedness like sometimes I'm kind I am kind of quiet and I would seek out people who didn't like this who I who I always felt like I needed to prove myself to because there are some people I don't feel like I need to prove myself to I can be totally calm around for some reason in order to prove that this belief isn't true (laughs) I would oh I would hang out with people who made me feel like I need to prove myself And that's not their fault either. That's my own projection. But that's kind of another side note. But so the work is to work on accepting 100% this part of me. That's quote unquote boring or uninteresting. And to maybe reframe it because inherently, I'm trying to light my candle if you can hear that. Because inherently every part of you is worthy of love. So the way that I really work on doing this. So there's both conscious and unconscious reprogramming that I'm doing to heal this. The conscious side of it is to notice whenever I'm afraid of being boring and to just remind myself, like, it's okay to be boring. It's okay to be uninteresting. If people think I'm boring or uninteresting, like, that's fine. Like, I'm okay with being boring or uninteresting because I don't need to prove myself. I am worthy of love by just being myself. And sometimes, like, we are boring. Like, everyone's boring at some point. And everyone's boring to someone. Like, there will be people out there that think your most fully expressed self is just boring. But that's their own projection onto you of the way they feel about themselves. It has nothing to do with you. So, and the subconscious reprogramming is going into deep meditations. And I'll go back to the little girl who felt like she wasn't validated and I will validate her or I'll remind, I'll be like, hey, I know mom isn't meeting your needs right now or mom isn't listening to you, but mom doesn't know how to love you and that's okay. We can love mom anyway 
And I'm here to tell you that you are worthy of being loved and you're worthy of being seen. So now you can tell me what you want to express. You can tell me what you want to say. Like you are worthy of love and of being seen. And another powerful way to do this is to actually go back and to reprogram the experiences we had with another mom who does meet our needs. So imagining myself growing up as a little girl with a mom who was interested in getting to know me and wanted to know what I was interested in, what I thought and what I felt and taught me about like and modeled healthy emotional processing. And this is so powerful because our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So when we go back and visualize ourselves having a different experience, oh, and our our mind, our subconscious mind has no timeline. It doesn't know what happened in the past, what happened now. That's why when we get triggered now by something that happened in the, like it's often a memory of something that happened in the past, but it feels so real because our subconscious to our subconscious mind, this is still a real threat. This fear of not being loved or of being abandoned. So. It's so powerful to do these hypnosis inner child meditations because we can go back in time to heal these things that we picked up and it actually rewires our subconscious brain. So I can actually rewire this, the fact that maybe I didn't get my emotional needs met. I can go back and meet those emotional needs either by me validating my inner child or by another mom validating my inner child. And Honestly, before I did this, all of these meditations, I probably would have not believed that, but it has changed my entire life doing those meditations and hypnosis going back. And whenever I do one of those, I can just feel like something is being released. And like this work is some of the most powerful work ever. It's so, so, just so powerful. And so that's the deep subconscious work that I've been doing. And just continuing to, every time that I feel like I need to prove myself, I, not every time because, you know, sometimes it's a lot more than others, but if a big trigger comes up where I feel like I need to prove myself, I'll journal on it and just consciously talk to myself and say, hey, like, this is one of my favorite things to do is to talk to my inner child when she feels afraid, like saying, hey, I know that you feel like you need to prove yourself right now, but it's okay to be calm and to be the way you are. It doesn't matter if you're boring. <laughs> and so it's just talking myself to heal that. Um, yeah, just so powerful. So I think that that's all I have to share about this specific belief, but I just wanted to kind of open up and share with you about the things that I'm working through right now. And this is probably just one of the biggest things I'm working on in life is accepting that I'm inherently worthy of love and I don't need to prove myself to be worthy. And as soon as we accept that with ourselves, like the key to doing that is like just self-validating and healing from within. Like I have this belief or I've had this belief that I need to prove myself to other people, but the only person that's because I'm, I've learned to abandon myself within myself. So the key, the real key to healing this at a deep level is learning how to self-validate and to validate that I'm worthy of love to myself and to accept all parts of myself 100% because every relationship in our lives stems from our relationship with ourselves. So if I completely accept myself 100%, then when I go out and meet people, I won't feel like I need to prove myself because 
I know that I don't because all parts of me are worthy of love and I'm worthy of love. And I've seen that happen with different parts of myself. I've learned to accept where I'll go out and I just literally no longer care what people think about that, you know? And of course it's a journey, but it's just, it's such a freeing thing when we start to look within at the parts of ourselves we've always taught were unlovable or not enough. And when we realize that they actually are enough and that we don't need anyone else to approve of us in order to be whole and be worthy, we become unstoppable. And then we communicate that worth to the universe and to other people. And people will gravitate towards us because our beliefs are always confirmed in our reality. So if we believe our worth 100%, we'll attract people who see that worth as well. And still, some people won't won't like you. Like when we're our authentic selves, some people won't like us, and that's okay. Some people are just committed to not liking us. But when we step into our worth and remind ourselves that we are worthy of love no matter what, we don't care if people don't love us because we know we're worthy and that whatever they don't like within us is something they don't like within themselves and that's not for me to figure out. That's not for me to try and prove myself to them. If they don't want to love me, if they don't know how to love me, that's okay. Like that's their thing. I don't need to convince them. And yeah, so this next era of my life and the the era of my life I've been embracing really, working on embracing for the past year is just this just this idea of being at ease and to allowing myself to just simply be myself and to know that I'm worthy of love no matter what. I've been learning to accept genuine love, to be vulnerable and have deep connections with people, allowing all parts of myself to be seen, including the boring parts of myself. And it's amazing when you start to accept parts of yourself you'll see that other people accept that part of yourself before, or you accept that part of you as well, when in the past you it seemed like everyone didn't like you for that. Like, I would always try to prove myself to people who I, you know, I felt like didn't like the quiet side of me, but those weren't my people, you know? And I think once I accept myself fully, those people accepted me fully too. It's just like we communicate our worth in how we value ourselves in everything that we do. So with that, I just want to encourage you to look at all the parts of yourself that you think are unlovable. You can make a list or just notice it in your life that you think are unlovable or you think other people are going to reject about you. Um, Or if you feel like you have to prove yourself to other people, I want you to ask why. What part of yourself do you feel like isn't worthy of love that you have to compensate for in order to be worthy of love? Like, what is it that you feel like you need to prove to people and why? And where did you pick that up from? Was it from feeling like you need to prove yourself to a caretaker, to a teacher when you were younger, to other people? Just reflect on where it came from. And then just know and continue to remind yourself that that all parts of you are 100% lovable and that the real work is working to accept ourselves 100%. Um, and just committing to doing that inner work, to validating ourselves, to loving ourselves. And if you need any deep hypnosis meditations to do some re- deep reprogramming, 
I'm going to come out with an inner child meditation pretty soon here, but um, you can always feel free to DM me on Instagram at what's up, it's Megs, and I will send over some meditations that have really helped me. You can also search on YouTube, inner child healing meditations. Those are just so powerful and um, really powerful for my journey. And so much of this work, like what will really change the move the needle for you is doing we can be conscious of all this stuff and nothing can change. Like we really do need to do that subconscious integration work to instill these new beliefs at a subconscious level in order for it really to create lasting change in our lives. And so that's, yeah, that, but it's, it's not as hard as it sounds like it really, the subconscious reprogramming, there's a, a di- couple different ways to do it, but I think maybe I'll do a podcast episode on that too. I feel like I have so many podcast episode ideas when I'm talking here. So I really do need to just keep writing those down um, so that I actually do them because I have so many ideas for podcasts. So I'm going to write that down. All right, written down. All right, anyway, I just want to leave you with the fact, the idea or the truth that you are inherently worthy of love every single part of you all parts of you and if you feel like you are rejecting some parts of yourself or some parts of yourself aren't lovable or you're just finding a really hard time to love yourself I want to know that I want you to know that I see you I know what you're going through I've been there I'm still there sometimes with different parts of myself and you've got this and you are doing an amazing job just keep going healing sometimes takes time and the best thing I think that you can adopt when the when you're really healing from things or you feel really triggered is self compassion self-validation and is looking within for what you need so if you feel a lot of hard feelings or you're just processing things instead of looking to things outside of yourself I really want you to focus on giving yourself the love that you need and you can do that by Just putting your hand on your heart, breathing deeply and imagining yourself hugging your inner child and giving yourself the validation you need or just talking to yourself out loud or just reminding yourself that you are worthy and you are enough. So with that, I hope you have an excellent week. Oh, and I have one, I put this in the beginning, but I have one free breakthrough session left, 90 minute sessions. So likely be the last time that I offer that. So if you are interested in really diving deep into what your shadows are, your limiting beliefs, what's blocking you from moving forward with a goal in your life, anything like that, these can be really, really powerful sessions. Um, a lot can happen in 90 minutes, can help you connect your intuition to your highest self, to getting unblocked, and will give you action items to move forward, to reprogram what you need to do, reprogram, to shift into a more empowering mindset all good stuff like that. So DM me on Instagram at what's up. It's makes to claim. And I love you. And thank you for being here.